Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 130. 130. We are embarking on another uh, interesting series. Yes, yes. Hopefully, you guys aren't sick of intimacy in myelin and melanin, but this intimacy series, so these parts, intimacy and MS, is focusing on a different idea of intimacy, something beyond what we've been talking about. Yeah, it's more of the understanding that intimacy is much, much deeper than, than something physical. It is a connection. It's a closeness. Yes. Yes. It's, um, yeah, it's, it's, and, and, uh, and knowing that it can be both a mixture of both. Right. right. Um, but yeah, it's kind of being in tune with what that means for you right. and then exactly. the person, your, your partner or your loved one. Right. What that means, intimacy means. Intimacy shows up in many different ways in our lives. And so today for our first episode in these parts, um, we are joined today by Kathy Chester and Lydia Guillory and not together. Each of them shared their unique stories about the way that intimacy kind of shows up in their marriages. And we're not talking about romantic intimacy or physical intimacy, but the whole idea of connection. Right. Right. Which is beautiful. It's, I think it's certainly a mixture of communication. Yes. Of understanding of, of release and yes. trust. Yes. Um, which is beautiful. It is. We start the episode with Lydia Guillory's story and Lydia can be found at love.laugh.lydia on Instagram. And um, after Lydia shares her story, we are joined by Kathy Chester and her husband, Gary, which was a joy. And we talked to them about what intimacy means in their relationship. And Kathy can be found at the Kathy Chester on Instagram. And I think that what this episode demonstrates is that intimacy in our partnerships mean different things and they mean different things at different in different chapters of our MS journeys. So we hope you enjoy their stories. Welcome to season four of the Myelin and Melanin podcast. I'm Dawn. And I'm Dana. We are two Black women sharing our musings on life, MS, and everything in between. You can find us on the web at myelinandmelanin.com, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Myelin Melanin. Also, don't forget to subscribe to us on YouTube. So as we start talking about intimacy and closeness and not necessarily physical intimacy what is it what is 
intimacy. And so we kind of looked up the definition or what they, what people feel it is. And intimacy is closeness between people in personal relationships, like what we said. And it's what builds over time as you connect with someone, you grow to care about each other and feel more, uh, more and more comfortable during your time together. And then it, it can include physical and emotional closeness or a mix of the two. And so our question for you is, you're a married woman and you've been married for a while and we wanted to know how has intimacy or how has MS impacted your closeness or your intimacy with your husband or your partner? Mm -hmm. Mm. That is a very loaded question, I feel like. Um, I mean, we've been married five years, but we had been together, you know, much longer than that. Um, so it's, he, you know, was through the kind of all the symptoms and kind of we were like, well, what's going on? Um, kind of questions and, you know, a few doctor's appointments and, and things like that. And I remember, I, I don't know, like, I think it was just like kind of fatigue and um, gait issues and stuff that, and I had like the numbness and tingling in, in one leg. And I remember we, you know, still didn't know anything. And I was like, do you feel sorry for me? Like, mm -hmm. I, I remember asking like, mm -hmm. do you feel sorry for me? And he's like, well, no, because we're gonna find out what's going on and then we're gonna, you know, uh, do what we have to do mm -hmm. so I don't know it's just something that's been in my in my head a little bit um but I remember then that doctor's appointment that I went to and it funny enough it was like actually um a sports medicine doctor that I had been referred to uh which I don't know why it wasn't like a physical injury that I had. Um, so they sent me there and it was him who was, did like a couple more different like in office tests, like with the, um, your reflex stuff um, and things like that. And looking more at some past MRIs that I had done and he wanted to do one more of my spine like my full spine instead of just like my lumbar mm -hmm. and then I went to the follow-up appointment by myself because I mean we didn't my husband had work and mm -hmm. we didn't think you know anything about it and he was the one that um, had said that it looks like it could possibly be MS because of the uh, spinal lesions mm -hmm. and um I didn't know like a ton about MS. Mm -hmm. um, I just knew that there wasn't a cure. So it was tough. Uh, and then being alone, I mean, not that, you know, having someone with me would have made it like right. less, but um, so, you know, I just was, you know, in the office for a little bit and he was telling me he was gonna refer me to a neurologist and so I went home and coincidentally like caught my husband just as he was leaving 
and he was just like oh what the the doctor say and so it's like i had to tell him right before he was going to work oh wow that mm. you know uh could be uh, multiple sclerosis and it was just like a stunned kind of yeah. silence because it's like what do you what do you do with that what does that even mean Right. Um, and now it's like, oh, and I have to go to work. So, right. yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was uh, definitely not what we were anticipating. We were actually um, planning our wedding at that time. We had just gotten engaged in January. And I think this appointment was probably like mid-July because like my uh, actual official diagnosis came in August early August Mm -hmm. so um, that seems about you know right for how long Mm -hmm. it takes you to then get into the doctor and stuff so um, yeah it was just like okay well what do we do and I remember not I don't ever remember looking up anything about MS mm. even during that mm. that time period um so did your did your husband so what was his knowledge level of MS like was it just brand new to him as well oh yeah totally brand okay. new um might have known even less than me at the time um and yeah so he we were just stunned yeah stunned (laughs) exactly like yeah yeah. it it was just like yeah what do we even you know do with this but you know it was like that also silent support Mm -hmm. you know like I don't know what the right thing to say is but I'm here right you know? so um that means everything yeah upon yep. initial yep. diagnosis and even throughout but you're so scared initially and so just the silence of somebody being there that is wow <laughs> and holding the space that's what yeah. holding the space is yep yeah so so he had gone to, you know, the neurologist with me and after all that, and it was still just, it's just like a whirlwind, even though it was so spaced out between like mm-hmm. appointments and then having to get additional MRIs and things. And mm-hmm. it still just kind of happens so quickly. Yeah. And then, like I said, like we were planning our wedding. So then it, to me, it's like, I always, I like kind of say like, I feel like I like did a bait and switch on you. Like, yeah. you know, like, oh, let's get married. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And then, oh, by the way, right. right. This going on. Um, what, like, do we still, do you still want to do this? Should we still kind of I mean the conversation it wasn't necessarily like a conversation Uh um I think when I had said like oh do you still want to do it it might have been like you know a a joke right right um but there's a layer of seriousness Uh under it 
um, because you don't know what the, the future is gonna be like. And, you know, it's more than like at the time, you know, cause we don't really know that much about right. it. It's like, well, it's probably definitely not gonna be what we had hoped and thought mm-hmm. our future would really be. And so I right. mean, think about like, you're about, even though, like I said, we'd been together for like a really long time, this, you know, next phase, mm-hmm is starting with this big this big news right you know and it was just a lot and I think hindsight I feel like the having you know wedding planning and then the wedding it in a way allowed us to brush it under Mm. a little bit to not mm-hmm. really um address it and and talk about it all that much as you know we might have if we didn't have anything else you know going on um so it sounds think, like or go ahead I'm sorry I, I, I was gonna say I think I'm not gonna say it's set up for failure but it set us up for like how do we go back and talk about Right. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, it's it's interesting, you know, this season we've been talking a lot about the idea of taking up space. And it sounds like, you know, MS couldn't take up the space. You know, right. when you guys were, you know, doing wedding planning and all of the everything that goes into that, like there wasn't any space for MS. And what does that mean? you know, you had mentioned before, it's kind of like, how do we go back and have the necessary conversations? It's Mm -hmm. intense. Yeah. And it's, it's like MS defines where the direction that you're going in. And it almost like redefines like your relationship, your, the intimacy, you know what I mean? Like now you got to change it up now, you know, it's like, it definitely, yeah does and I mean truth be told like the further along you know in into MS I get and you know like maybe the more kind of symptoms or Mm -hmm. you know like progression of of disability gets um I close off a little bit more like Mm -hmm. I try to kind of shield it from him Yes. Yeah. Because it's hard to talk about. Um, anyway, so it's like, well, if he doesn't mm-hmm. see it, then we don't have to talk about it. Right. So. And it's not really the right way to go about it, obviously. And the uh, pandemic and switching to work from home, mm-hmm. it 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 really threw it in his face um, right a lot more and i remember kind of being like frustrated with it because i couldn't hide anything anymore mm mhm and mm-hmm. you know that's not the right thing to think of of course um but yeah it was like oh, i can't you know 
hide when I, you know, struggle and like he see comes out of office and like sees me, you know, limping around the kitchen and, and, and things like that. And it's, it was, it's, I mean, and still it's been a little tough. We're over a year into it and it's still, Mm -hmm. I feel that need to still kind of keep it to my self and I think part of it is because you don't know what you want people to say when you like kind of show that vulnerable part of yourself you don't necessarily know what you want them to say but you know when what happens you know when you do you're like I that's not what I wanted you to do that's not how I wanted you to Mm -hmm. react you know I didn't want you to sit there and in silence I wanted you know acknowledgement and um it's such a catch-22 yeah we want we want you to recognize that you know we have these things going on but I need you to recognize it the way I want you to recognize it and that's not fair um it's you know it it can also kind of set up a little bit of resentment yeah mm-hmm. and then you don't talk about that yeah you know so it's just like it's just a snowball of of all these um, emotions of i'm hiding it because i don't feel comfortable mm-hmm. talking about it or i don't want you to be scared or yep. worried and but then when you're not when you do see it and like when he like offers to help or or something like I'm like no I got it you know like it's 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 hard to be I mean and I we're we're married like I should be vulnerable but I, I have a really hard time letting myself do that yeah well, it's hard because you're, you're still processing these things, you yeah. know, I mean, MS, as we know, changes constantly. And so, you know, with each, you know, each time there's a new thing, whether it be, you know, a new symptom or the progression of a symptom or whatever, you are processing that. And so it is hard then like feeling like there's a whole other layer. Now I've got to lay this on. Them. And I, I think it breeds, MS breeds feelings of inadequacies, you know what I mean? And I think that gets in the way of intimacy, you know, uh, emotional intimacy or spiritual mm-hmm. intimacy, even physical intimacy. And, you know, I could speak for myself having MS. It's like, yeah, you want to hide from your loved ones. You want to hide from your partner sometimes and not tell them because you don't want anybody feeling sorry for you. You still want to have that sense of independence Mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know you're also trying to process like can I do this yes I yeah. can do this but it's hard and I don't want people to know how hard it is because I'm still trying to figure out yeah and then you start to feel that shame and then like oh I'm not good enough or I'm not you know whatever you know like all of those things stir up and it gets in the way MS takes up too much space <laughs> it, does. it does and it absolutely does like yeah just just way too much space like 
in the relationship, in your own head, and then you're dealing with mm-hmm. it by yourself. Like, you know, all the things mm-hmm. that you, you were saying, you're, you're thinking about, like, it, it doesn't, it doesn't leave, it takes up so much space that it doesn't leave the room for that intimacy, that connection, mm-hmm. because like, and sometimes like I, I feel selfish in a way because I'm so caught up thinking about, you know, my stuff all the time, Mm -hmm. not necessarily talking about it, but I forget to check in like with him, like what's going on with him or, you know, how, like how, you know, how's work going even, you know? Right. Um, So we're losing, you know, the the basic connection as well. Right. that basic intimacy because MS takes up so much space. It's like, I don't Mm -hmm. know how to, to show certain things. Yeah. And um, I had something that I was in my head and then I I lost it naturally. Right. Yeah. 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 It was there and then it was gone. But yeah, it's just, oh, yeah. like uh, kind of like the burden thing too. Like you, you don't want to be a, a burden to your loved ones. So that's why you're going to not talk about it mm-hmm. and not really make it a reality for them. Right. Like, um, that's a good I, point. I yeah. remember... Um, recently um we were at my sister's and she has like this big step to get into like her house from the backyard and I was having it was like warm that day I was having trouble like lifting my leg high enough to make Mm. this big step and I'm trying and I'm trying and I'm trying and then like I'm like so you know, getting exhausted. He's like my husband's like, you know, right near me and I was like, can you help me? Like I just like you know, like, yeah, he's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. What do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? And in hindsight, like later I was like, I wasn't yelling at you, you know? And he was like, well, it felt like you were, I was like, no, I was just really trying so hard to do it. Mm -hmm. And then by the time I asked you for help, I was just so exhausted too right like I just mm-hmm. needed to, to get in in the house and he was like well I didn't want to rush in to help you because I know you want to try right. and I know you want to do it and I I didn't want to you know come in and help you right away um, right and so it's like exactly you know I wouldn't have wanted him to like that would have made me like annoyed like oh I wanted to try it or Mm -hmm. I have to try kind of thing um so it it pays that he knows that about me right um but yeah it just I just got so frustrated with you know myself Mm -hmm. um that it, it kind of ended up coming out on him in not a good way. So Lydia, what's one thing or 
one piece of not necessarily advice, but what kind of insight would you give an individual who is who is probably in a similar situation like yours, like planning their wedding, and then you get this diagnosis and you get married. What is one piece of advice that you would give someone in terms of, you know, managing the impact of MS onto um, an intimacy, like in your marriage? And even, you know, in hindsight, because, you know, obviously, you yeah. know, when all of this was happening, like, you don't know what you didn't know, not, you know, yeah. but now you're just kind of like living through it. So I, yeah, I guess like what kind of insights would you offer? And it doesn't have to be anything all profound, deep and right. all that, but just what are yeah. your thoughts? I mean, it, simply like, don't be like me. <laughs> don't, mm. you know, do like, figure out how you can make the space for it. Mm. Yes, there's, you know, lots of other things going on in in life and I mean sometimes I wonder like if if we didn't have you know this wedding to plan and Mm -hmm. you know that exciting thing I mean it was exciting like I don't want to deal with this you know scary thing um and at the time I mean like I had you know my symptoms my issues but it was mostly I could kind of push it to the side it wasn't as prevalent um so I mean just try to figure out how to how to make the space for it because Mm. if you don't it's just that much harder to do it later Um, yes right and you know by then you're like it's it's becomes too big of a reality it takes yes. up more and more of your of your life, your space. That how can you turn around and like dump all of this right on somebody? Yes, it's huge now, right? Right. So and you have just, to peel all the layers yes. back to get to the core of what the issue is. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just making the little space. I mean, because that would be my advice to myself: is figure out how to I mean even at most sprinkle it in here and there mm-hmm. like you know talking about what you're scared of what you're feeling just even just what you're feeling physically mm-hmm. um, just little little updates here and there because mm-hmm. then when you realize you haven't talked about it it, it feels it feels like it's too late yeah because yeah like we said it's then it's it's big like yeah here's this nice giant present for you right (laughs) you made you made a good point though it's like almost like I guess like a better question would be like what insights do you have for your self from those years ago like what would you tell your you know earlier self you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like because there's so many things I think that most people like in hindsight think of oh shit if I would have known this I would have done this mm-hmm, you know exactly. yeah and I mean I'm trying not to make it too big for myself where you know oh I right. would have 
changed my diet. I would have cut yeah. out, you know, and it's just like, I would have, you know, checked in a little bit more right? Mm-hmm. with, yep. with him, with myself. Right. Um, because yeah, now it's kind of, I've created like a, a monster within myself of, yeah, I'm just gonna eat all this alone. Mm-hmm. not sharing and it, I'm trying I will say that I am trying a little bit at least with physical stuff um I mean and that's not even a good one because I you I literally it's kind of been to the point where I can't um mm-hmm. hide that at all so mm-hmm. um it's now just addressing it I guess right um you know, yeah, and it's hard because, like, the reality is that all we can do is just move forward from where we are. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's so easy to, like, you know, like your mind is boggled down by, well, I would have done this and this and this and this. But it's like you just come to the reality and face the fact that, you know what, that's that. And now I just have to move forward and right. do the best I can. Yeah. Um, yeah. You kind of yeah. just need to, uh, just start where you are. Yep. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for joining us today, Cassie and Gary. And Kathy, if you want to introduce who Gary is, that would be great. Okay. Um, yeah, it's so wonderful to be here with Myelin and Melanin, Dawn and Dana. And um, today I want to introduce my much better half, uh, Gary. <laughs> and um, he's been with me with MS-wise. We started dating before my diagnosis. So that was um, 1985 and I was diagnosed in 86. So he is definitely my advocate and my care partner. Yes, good person. <laughs> so I, I suppose the first question would be, uh, well, number one, how long have you been married? <laughs> That's the first question. <laughs> well, you know, we've been married a while because we both had to do the math this morning. <laughs> <laughs> when I was a newlywed, if he did that, I'd be mad at him. But it's, <laughs> we got married in 1988. So 32 years, it'll be 32. Wow. It'll be 33 oh. in November. Yeah. Wow. That's beautiful. Oh, that is beautiful. So Gary, knowing that, okay, there is this MS kind of looming over the both of you what did you know about MS um, or if anything I I didn't know a lot it was not a very uh, visible disease Mm -hmm. in in both you know the term you're thinking of that you don't know somebody has it but also wasn't high profile Um, Mm. and so I didn't know a lot I knew it wasn't good I knew it involved numbness of the legs or arms. And, and you know, Kathy and I learned a, about MS together. Wow. And when Kathy, when you were diagnosed, as we had spoken before, there weren't therapies, especially as many as they have now. You That's know. correct. There were, there were no uh, MS um, FDA approved medications until 1994. 
83 when Beta Ceron came out. So I had a gap between 1986 and 93, where if I got sick, the only thing that they would give to me was steroids, which mm-hmm. for me is a horrible medication. Very short term. Yeah, short term. Yeah. Right. Yes, absolutely. And how, I guess, how did you, both of you, but Gary, how did you react to seeing this woman that you love and that you adore, you know, have this diagnosis? What was your feeling? What were your thoughts? I just felt a lot of empathy and felt really, Mm -hmm. you know, horribly about what was going through her mind and all the questions and fears that Kathy had at the time. So I, um, that's, that's what I remember about it. I, I'm sure I had some thoughts about the relationship, but I decided mm-hmm. on that. It, for me, at least, it, that was not, MS was not going to be a deciding factor on whether or not mm-hmm. ultimately going to get married. And mm-hmm. it's, it's funny because normally Kathy has been more of an optimist than me, but for whatever reason, I was extremely hopeful uh, from day one that they would have medications. We knew a lot of research was happening. Mm -hmm. We had a lot of faith in science. And I think that was part of my thought process at the time that uh, we didn't know if, you know, the cure is Wizard of Oz, you know, dreams. Right. but we thought that there would be very effective medications in, in the next five to 10 years. And as Kathy just said, you know, luckily uh, there were. Yeah, yeah. Um, which kind of brings us, you know, that line of thought brings us to uh, something else we wanted to talk about. So this season, we've really been focusing on the idea of taking up space and making space and, and how space factors into um, the RMS situations. How would you say, if any, um, how did MS take up space in your marriage or how does it take up space in your marriage? Or doesn't it? Well, yeah, is it a third partner? <laughs> yeah, right. Well, it's definitely a partner. How could it not be, Not be, you, you know, because it's, it's part of who I am just to, Gary had something it would be part of mm-hmm. who he is but I have to um to answer that question I just my first thought was it's changed over time and how much space it's taken in our marriage um, mm-hmm. at the beginning. um <clears throat> it wasn't I didn't have um that many issues um and um so you know, as, as I age, and certainly now that I'm in my 60s, it takes some more space up in our marriage because, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I rely on Gary more than I did mm-hmm. at the beginning. You want to say something? Yeah, the MS is a partner that writes a lot of the rules. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. Yes. It says can't do anything from two o'clock to four because Kathy's going to be really tired or can't take a walk today because MS says you can't take a walk today, maybe tomorrow. Mm -hmm. uh, You know, can't go on vacation because you have an exacerbation. But sometimes it feels generous and you have 
a good few days or weeks and mm -hmm. do a lot of things. And we and we've learned to honor that and to um, you know, thankfully Gary's a definite partner for me because we've learned to honor the MS instead of fighting a bit against it and just yeah. giving up ourselves grace that, okay, we can't do this, but we can do this. And yeah. that's the way it is and um, accept it and move on to live within my abilities. And, and Gary and I have done that together as a team over the years. Would we love to tour around Europe with a backpack? Mm -hmm. Or stay at five star hotels. Yes, of course. You know, if we could, uh -huh. but, you know, so we can't. So then you learn how to live within what you have. Yeah. Right. I think what Gary, what you were saying and, and following him, Kathy, it's like that is the ultimate definition of intimacy, of emotional intimacy. That's, that's really, like you said, using grace to move and manage this MS journey, because how can you not, if you're fighting it constantly, and if you're angry and bitter and resentful, you can't have some sort of harmonious relationship. I would find that it would be difficult. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, you know, let's be honest, you know, there are, are bad days too, and there mm -hmm. are difficult days and it's not, um, um, so easy um, to 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 deal with MS on certain days, but mm -hmm. I think at the bottom of it, at the end of the day, is that we have this um, open communication where we really even have to look at each other at this point, and you know we 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 honor whatever is going on during that day, right? Um, and. I think that that's the important part is having that kind of a communication, you know, between the two of us, we, um, we really are a team. We complete each other. And um, uh, well, I can two, tell when he wants to say something. Well, two, <laughs> two things, uh, you know, the person you love and care about their health is more important than any plan you might have. Mm -hmm. So you can always do something else or do something later, uh, but health is number one. But it's interesting you, you pointed out bitterness. When Kathy was first diagnosed, and she'll remember this story, we went to a support group and there were maybe eight or 10 people in the support group. And we remember one or two of them were there just totally venting, angry, bitter mm -hmm. and we just realized and we discussed it that that's absolutely the wrong attitude you're not going to benefit at all from that attitude it was and we never went back and of course this was before the internet where today there are so many MSers and others out there you know countless number of people who support you online and mm -hmm. I you know uh one person uh, online being supportive over 20 people in a group being bitter about it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I do remember that. I do remember that very well. And I do remember them being bitter towards me too, because, um, you know, everybody has their own story. I have no judgment on anyone else what they're mm -hmm. going through. But I walked in with this loving man who wanted to be mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. And um, that, I don't think that, set so well with some of them, um, you know, because um, uh, they were not in a good place mm -hmm. wise. 
but I knew that I just, whenever, um, there's negative toxic energy, you know, my, uh, I start to get tingling in my feet and my hands mm. and thank yes. God my body is telling me, Hey, get out of there. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Not beneficial to you. And that's what self-care is all about tuning into your body and knowing those signals. And so I would tell Gary too, and, and he would say, okay, let's move on next. Yeah. Next. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gary made, made a really good point, um, you know, regarding the internet and, you know, the reality that we have, you know, space for all kinds of experiences. So, you know, I can understand, you know, the person at the support group, she was going through something, she was yes. venting and all of that, but, and there's a space for that, but it's that's not, no question. yeah. Yeah, it is. And it's hard. And that, you know, Don and I talk about that all the time, because, you know, when we were diagnosed, you know, me in 2004 and Don in 2000, the internet was there, but it wasn't the internet that we have today. Today, And so, yeah. and so that was something that uh, there's no way I'm going to go to support group and listen to that. Like, you know, like there was only one kind of, um, that was the story that you were going to hear a lot of times, like the venting and all of that, which is completely fine, but you're not going to hear more positive narratives or whatever. And so that is the beauty of the internet because you're going to have, and, and again, and no judgment on people's situations and how they want to tell their story or deal with their story. Um, but you have other avenues now, you know, you can you know, follow different people or go in different rooms. You know what I mean? Like they're just more opportunities to hear different stories, mm-hmm. different MS stories. Right. I, I just think that's part of the human condition that we all mm-hmm. want to listen to what's wrong in our lives or what, what we're dealing mm-hmm. with. That's right. understandable. We all, we all do that from time to yep. time. But Absolutely. the point is that you have to put your health as a priority and in that you have to learn where are the best uh, places to go to mm-hmm. um, be inspired, empowered, and all that. And is that going? How is that going to affect your health? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And, and when you hear an inspiring story, your attitude is is very important. You can't say, "Well, that's that's wonderful," but that's not me. You have to say, right. "Wonderful, that could be me." Yeah. Yes. Yes. Right. That's wonderful. Exactly. Exactly. And I, I suppose Dana and I, as we were preparing mm-hmm. for this, we, we were thinking about you, Kathy, and your relationship because you've been vocal about your marriage and your husband and how wonderful he is. What advice, knowing that everybody has different ways of accepting or acknowledging what intimacy is about, what advice would you give to a couple who's, you know, I guess, coming into a marriage or Mm, that's a big question yeah Uh, I I always tell um I always say and I think that this is really um the truth because when I grew up I was pretty introverted and I and I wouldn't really talk about um what was happening um you know on my own life or my you know what, what um if something was bothering me whatever but I learned from that 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 is not um, a wise choice. And so coming into our marriage and especially, um, with the MS, Gary and I decided right from the start that, uh, communication was so important. 
And I think that couples should make a commitment to that, to no matter what you're feeling, a good, bad, or in between, you have to talk about it and you have to say, hey, I'm not feeling well. I, I know you can't see my illness, but this is how I'm feeling or my emotions mm -hmm. are really, um, I'm having a hard time emotionally or, or, or spiritually. And also um, the, what's very important is that the caregiver absolutely has to be supported because they're going to have, look, they're, they have such a heavy load mm -hmm. and, um, and they have to be supported and listened to as well. So it's a two way street of communicating to each other how you're feeling. You cannot bottle up all of that. It has to be there on the table and make time for yourself to sit down and talk about things. Life is busy and crazy. And then you have children sometimes that come into the picture. Mm -hmm. Always make time for yourself or make a date for it. I think it's really important. Yeah. 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 Communication is very important. Not always easy for guys to open. <laughs> it's a process. It can take yeah. a long time. <laughs> but as a caregiver slash support partner, Kathy's right, it's important for us to, you know, to have our own lives and interests as well. And Kathy's always been great about that. She knows I'm a tennis fanatic and she wants me, even if she's not feeling well, she mm -hmm. wants, she wants me to go out and play and do my thing. Right. Right. That's very important. For both of you, I applaud you because being vulnerable from the start, like I think that may have played a huge role in, you know, the longevity of your relationship because mm -hmm. you both had a, a moment where you had to like, you know, accept and digest and grapple with, hey, I've got this diagnosis. Hey, my wife has got this diagnosis. What are we going to do? And so it's terrifying to like reveal all of the things that are going on with you mm -hmm. as an MS patient. And then I can imagine as a non-MS patient to like be vulnerable and say, I'm, I'm scared too. And you know, what's going to happen. And you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like the, it opens up that whole treasure chest, if you can say it that way, mm -hmm. of vulnerability. And so I, I just, I don't know, my hat goes off to both of you because it's a big Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us. Our pleasure. Um, Great yeah. talking yes. to you. Yeah. Yes. Thanks again, guys. You're doing incredible things. Thank, thank you. you. Thank Have you. a wonderful day. You too. You too. Thanks for tuning in to the Myelin and Melanin podcast. You can find us on the web at myelinandmelanin.com, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Myelin Melanin. Don't forget to leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.